Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 87 of Boot to the Face, your mom's favorite wrestling podcast. I change that every week. I'm Chris Rucker, along with my host, Marty Vasquez. We are Boot to the Face. You can find us at Boot to the Face on Twitter, at Boot to the Face underscore on Instagram. And you can probably find Marty on Tinder and Snapchat and all those other slutty apps that are out there. Snapchat, yes, but Tinder... Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Grinder. I got a I got a girlfriend, dude. You, you can, can find me Mario in trouble on with that Grindr. shit. What a dick. <laughs> I'm kidding. I see how it is. You gotta take away my 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 spotlight by telling everybody where we can find them, and then you can go shit on me. I mean, it's it's one thing you already shit on my emails this morning, but that's cool. It, that's cool. If Marty was on a dating site, it would definitely be FarmersOnly.com. It would not be Tinder. <laughs> so. Oh fuck. <laughs> I can only imagine what farmers I'd find in the middle of the fucking L.A. County. <laughs> Some good ones, I imagine, that have aspirations of being actors and actresses and shit. Uh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> How the hell are you, Mark? I'm not going to lie. If I had a girlfriend, I might have to do some research on that. Just to come bring it back <laughs> to the show. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Um, no, man, I'm doing good. It's uh, nothing to complain about. We're, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm exhausted as fuck. I'll tell you that right now. Um, work's been ridiculously crazy, and we got the email Friday night, that's Saturday, we were going full steam ahead, fully open, uh, went from appointments and midday, like mid-hours, to just full coverage, and it's like, oh shit, alright. Um, oh, you mean open, open. Open, open. Yeah, oh, they wow. know ifs, ands, or buts about it. But uh, I thought we- California was still under stay at home for like another month or so. We are. So here's the thing. They have the stay-at-home order still. That means stay the fuck home unless you absolutely need to go out. But they they did the, the phase the phase two of reopening stuff, and, like, furniture stores like that are part of that phase two, like clothing stores like that, but still with limits and what they can do. Um, and we only uh, – there's some other retailers that – bigger big retailers that said we're opening full steam. So we're like, well, if they're opening up, then we're going to open up too because if – we're going to get shut down, and they're going to shut them down, but we're not going to give them, especially going to Memorial Day. Memorial Day is like our biggest day of the year, so there's no way in hell we're going to miss that opportunity because, I mean, that's like our Catalina wine mixer, man. Yeah, we, uh, we've we been open, like, this past Friday was probably the most people I've seen out in Metro Atlanta in two months. I mean, people were everywhere. I had to go to Target for one of our accounts, and I uh, ended up, you know, trying to go to the bathroom because you can't, when you're out around here now, you can't find anything that's open, like restaurant wise to go in. So you got to go to gas stations. Well, if you can't find a good gas station, like the best places to go that are clean are Target and Walmart and shit like that. So I was like, all right, let me go around front and go use the restroom. Man, I walk in and it just terrified me what I saw. So I turned around and walked back out. There were people everywhere. No masks, no social distancing. People in groups of like eight and ten, legit, like eight to ten people, all of them just hanging out, waiting in line at Starbucks and shit. And it's like, do you motherfuckers not watch the news? 
<laughs> but people don't care, man. I think people are getting bored with it. And to be Seriously. honest with you, I'm, I'm getting frustrated, man. I'm, like, about to go crazy with all this shit. Like, I just want to be able to go do stuff. I want my kids to be able to go to their grandparents' house so I can have a fucking moment with my wife alone. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just everything, man. It's just this quarantine shit is for the birds. And I think it's starting to wear on people. And people are just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, if I get it, I get it. I mean, that's not my attitude. But in yeah. a way, I'll, I almost understand. I uh, I will say, like, I feel like I've gone to the store less since I started working than before. Because I felt like before, I was like, oh, well, I just got to go, get this stuff for the, for the house and stuff like that. So I might as well go to Target or whatever. And I feel like I have, I've been to the store once in, like, the last two weeks. Um just because I, I have just on time to go and that's fine with me but same thing yeah we i mean we have precautions and everything and we tell people on the phone like hey these are the things you can you know anyone doesn't need to be here don't bring them because we have like a, a mask capacity where we collect in the store at one time wear a mask and then we get people walking in oh i have to have a mask well no fucking shit what do you, you have to wear a mask everywhere else why wouldn't you expect to wear a mask in here like are you fucking stupid get the fuck out of here I'm really upset my luchador mask hasn't gotten here yet. Oh, I have one. I, but the problem is luchador mask, like, the, the mouth doesn't cover. So it's like, oh, it doesn't do me no good. I do have – I'm not – oh, dude. I have a full – okay, this is nerd talk right now. I yeah. have a full head, like, Spider-Man mask, like, full-blown, like, pulls oh, over shit. the entire face. I don't know why I never pull that shit out. I wore a CM Punk Straight Edge Society mask to work the other day, and they made me take it off because they thought I was going to quit. But um, – <laughs> Stand <laughs> for those in the back. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I lost my train of thought. I don't know. Man. It's they called a that show. Joke. That's you can't go off it's all downhill from there. CM but, Punk. Holy yeah, shit. That's my guy right there. Uh, oh, dude, that's your boy, I know. Yeah, we'll talk about him later, won't we? I think we are gonna talk about him. We are. Later. And here's the thing, like in the notes we put him down for one topic. There's some other shit. Like people are stupid. He's the main <laughs> candidate for this week's people are stupid. No, I think that's going to Jim Cornette. Well, him and him Jim and Cor- Jim, Jim and Cornette definitely gets the stupid motherfucker award this week. Him and CM Punk could go back. Well, then CM Punk's the runner fucking up. Keep his mouth shut talking to Otis. You know, we had the Saint- or we have the Santana Garrett Wrestler of the Week. That's very PG, and we could probably get some children listeners. But now that we got the stupid motherfucker of the week, I don't, I don't think. I think those children listeners are gone. <laughs> like, oh. Should we bleep that out? That's going to be... Marty, let's start out with some bad news. Um, This week, a pillar of the wrestling world passed on. And we just, you know, we don't normally talk about bad stuff like this. And we kind of leave it away, Marty. But I figured it would be awful for us to not bring up the passing of one Vanguard one. If we can hear the trumpets playing, they'd be playing right now. I just, I don't understand how he didn't see it coming. I mean, Jericho was, the, like, you don't know what a person's thinking right before their last moment. You know what I mean? And Jericho had that ball bat. I don't know if he was trusting him. And Jericho, you son of a bitch. It was, it was, like, it was like Jesus looking at Judas. Oh, mm. Judas effect. What do you know? Mm. Interesting. Hmm. And he just, he basically just looked at him and said, hey, here it is. It was Negan looking at Glenn and like, motherfucker, you're about to die. Here you and go. And he probably would have made it and the rest of those fucking thugs, which is, that's what I'm going to call them. They were thugs, okay? That's, they, they were thugs. Just jumped them after he had hit the ground. 
he probably would have made it out. Probably a little reconstructive surgery. Then you got Jack Hager. I almost called him Swipe. Jake, Jake Jack. Jake, Jake, Jake Hager. Whatever. Asshole grabbed a bat and started beating on him. You got the damn proud and powerful ghetto stomping him. Just, just awful. I just, I just awful. wanted Vanguard 1 to, before he went out, to go out swinging and just like fly into the face of Sammy Guevara. Like that would have been a way. I, you know, it would have been like. Oh. Okay, all right. First off, you're gonna have to stop with this Sammy Guevara hate that you got because Sammy Guevara is fucking hilarious. Like, That's it. just as much as I've come around on Orange Cassidy, I've come around on Sammy Guevara too. Like that dude is fantastic. Orange I don't Cassidy know. got fucked up this week. Man, he took a boot to the <laughs> face. I, I don't know what the hell you got up your ass with Sammy Guevara, but. Man, that dude is hilarious, and he can he can wrestle too. He's uh, I I, I came know. around on, on Orange Cassidy. I've come around yeah, to others. So, so did fucking Ray Phoenix Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I came around to some others, but you ain't never gonna get me to come around on Sammy Guevara. Fuck that puto. Sorry, that was my coffee maker going off in the background. I made coffee two hours ago, and it's letting me know that it, it's dude. about to turn off. So um, I went, got up early and like, oh, I'm going to be able to like chill. I got my notes out early this morning, like late last night. I got plenty of time to get ready for work. I'm going to sit down and have some coffee. And I go to get, grab some coffee. And I'm out of K-Cups. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? You use a Keurig? And then I'm like, well, I got the coffee maker. So let me pull the coffee maker out. But I'm like, but then I got to find a I got to clean it. I got to put a spot on the counter for it and make it. So I'm I'm going coffee list right now. Yeah, I got a Keurig. No judgment. I was just I got asking. I got a Keurig at home. I got a coffee maker in the pantry, and then I got a coffee maker at work. So basically, the Keurig is like to get my coffee for like the road to drive to work, and then I have like coffee me made at work, so I have my coffee there as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, big return I, this I don't, week. I, I don't know how to make like one like a pot of coffee for, for like one person. So that's why. So, full disclosure, we recorded Monday evening because uh, Money in the Bank was last Sunday. So we wanted to have a reaction from that. And we kind of touched on the Becky situation with her relinquishing the title and Oscar being a champ now. And the fallout from that, which I don't know if I said this on the show last week. I think Becky's done. Um, and that's something we can talk about at a later time. But I don't think she's coming back. I definitely don't think she's coming back full time. I think she's going to use all her connections she's got in Hollywood. She'll probably, you'll probably see her. And if they ever open up before she starts showing real big, you'll probably see her in a couple of things. I think she might be on that part-time like rocks get not comparing her to the rock. Just saying she might be like the rock where she's in and out a couple of years and she's in Hollywood and at home. Cause I mean, I don't know. I don't know how their dynamic is going to work, but you can't have both parents on the road full time with a newborn baby maybe seth stays home he is the man's man maybe she she wears the pants there maybe she's gonna put his ass at home and it's 2020 man men can take I mean, fucking talk, turn talk and leave. about like the face turn of face turns when rollins is champion it has a run in about a year and a half two years and we get a return at wrestlemania and becky lynch comes out and everyone thinks she's gonna cheer him on and she fucking puts a fist to the face, puts his ass down, and tells him, 
Now it's your turn. Go home and watch the kid. Mommy's back. Boom. Now, you know what's going to happen is Rollins is going to be feuding with somebody that has a woman in their corner. They're going to be whooping his ass for weeks and weeks and weeks. And Becky's going to show back up for a one-off at WrestleMania mixed tag match or whatever. But I don't know. Just I, I know I know NASCAR is back today. Why you gotta put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? I don't know. Just that's uh, that's my thoughts on that. Like I said, we'll probably dive into that as the weeks go on. But what we didn't talk about was the return of one of my favorite tag teams. Just sheer comedy. And let's be honest, they've gotten a lot. But their one of their last couple matches in the ring, they improved a lot, and apparently they've been working. Because the Iconics came back last Monday, hilariously. The little Ginger Jr. is not going to upstage us. Fucking gold by Peyton Royce. Um, well, I mean, Peyton I, Royce is the star of that team. So I tell you what, listen, we, we, we don't like promoting other people that get more than us. I'm just kidding about that. But listen to the New Day with them on it last week. If you get it, like when you drive to work today, pop that in there and listen to them. Billy Kay is hilarious too, man. They're both just like fun to listen to and tell stories and shit like that so i was listening that came out last monday which was foreshadowing i guess i was listening to it and then i thought when i saw alexa bliss and and nikki cross come out there and they were kind of talking shit i'm like wait a minute are the iconics about to come back and then when the music hit i was like hell yeah then they beat them first off is alexa bliss and nikki cross a face or a heel because when another team comes up and challenges you for the belt you don't say oh well you can't just walk back in here and get a title shot, but we'll fight you without the title. Like, that's a heel move, right? Uh, I mean, I, ideally, yes. I, a f- I, a boy, fighting that, champion says, let's uh, go. Alexa Bliss has always been more better, better at it as a heel, but them together, you never know. Like, they're, they're like that gray, that gray ground where they could be, they, at any moment, they can go either way. Um, it's basically whatever Alexa's feeling, and then Nikki just follows behind. Um, because yeah, they have those heel tendencies, but then they still come up as face because they're so fucking over. Well, the that, that's what it, you know what that's what it is. It's the fact that they're so over that they come off as faces. But in, I, in, ideally, they are a heel a, t- a heel tag team. Well, Alexa Bliss has always been like that. She's always been a heel. But let's be honest, like everybody thinks she's hot, so they cheer for her. They want to cheer for. Her. She's got a good. Uh, wrestling personality also so it's somebody you want to cheer for even though she's kind of being a bitch to you but she's always been a heel mm-hmm. but exactly. lately they've been more faced than anything i don't know i just thought that was very heel 101 like no we're not gonna put the tag titles up against y'all because we weren't ready like we haven't even stretched yet you know what i mean like a little bullshit like that and then the iconics get the win so now this week on monday night they get a tag title shot but if you already beat them shouldn't you be the tag champions like i don't no, no, that, that we get, we can see the tag teams get beat all the time, and that gives the 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 winners that gives them the opportunity. It basically gives them an unwritten opportunity to challenge for the titles later. Well, see, I'm not one of these people that gets a stick up their ass about non-title matches, but I have noticed it a lot more lately, and a lot more people are talking well, about it. That's and I, I mean, just didn't. Um, who's the didn't Street Profits just lose? They lost a the, basketball game. No, no, but didn't they lose a week before that too, though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that was that was another one that I noticed. But it's like, I don't think the champions should be wrestling matches that are non-title matches. That's that's my thing. If you're the world champion, you're in a tag title match and you get pinned, okay. 
But if you're the world champ, you shouldn't be in a one-on-one match unless the belt's on the line. If you're the intercontinental champion, you shouldn't be in a one-on-one match unless the belt's on the line. If somebody beats you and it's not in a tag match, if you're a singles champion, they should become champion. If you're a tag team champion and it's a straight-up tag match and somebody pins you, they should be champion. Like it, it. I do agree with that point. Like it's tag team when it's there's always tag. It it always happens to tag teams too. And it, they always have tag team matches, and it's like, well, is this for a channel championship match or not? And then all it's not, and they lose. And nine times out of ten, they lose a non-title match. And then when it's like, no, man, if they're going to be in a tag team match and they're champions, then they should be defending that title. Simple as that. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's ridiculous the way they do tag teams like that, but it always it's always been that way, and that that's always bothered me as well. Yeah, uh, speaking of tag teams. Probably the best women's tag team in WWE is not even a tag team anymore. Bailey and Sasha got confronted by the Queen on Friday Night SmackDown. Woo! First off, who the fuck asked for more Charlotte Flair? Nobody. I mean, Somebody. they had her come out more like, on, <laughs> nobody. more like nobody. They had her come out on NXT, and the ratings didn't do shit. As a matter of fact, they I believe they took a hit when she came out. So shouldn't that tell you, Vince or Triple H or fucking what's that other guy's name that nobody likes? The producer, Kevin Dunn. Shouldn't that tell y'all? Kevin Dunn's still there. I don't know. I just threw his name. Up. I don't fucking honestly like. <laughs> I know we do a wrestling podcast, but I don't do all the backstage shit. Like, as far as I'm concerned, blame that shit on Road Dog, man. His yeah, ass is still around. As far as I'm concerned, like Jim Johnson his, still his does the fucking up. You know, music for. Him. I blame it on. I blame it on Sean and Road Dog. Because they fucking both there on NXT. No. They're both there on WWE. I blame it on them. If you have any qualms about storylines, you need to tweet Freddie Prince Jr. Because it's his fault. He's like the lead writer or something like that. Last I heard. Right? I, I, I don't know. I, wasn't I he in that movie you just quoted? No. <laughs> he wasn't in Can't Hardly Wait? What was no, he no, no. in? He was in uh, She's Got She's All That. Same thing. It no, I totally different. It's totally Corny, different. white, sit rom-com teen movies. First of all, there's a token black guy in both those movies. That's what makes them corny white movies. Paul Walker was in one. <laughs> it's definitely corny and white with Paul Walker. <laughs> He's and she's all that. <laughs> More like nobody. Paul Walker was in one of those? He's and she's all I that. Remember. He's, the one that, he's the one that bets her. He or bets him he can't do it. I remember my boy Peter Facinelli was in it from He's the, in he's in Can't Hardly Wait. From the TV show Fast Lane, him and Bill Bellamy and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I love that show. I fucking do what you know what side note. I fucking love Bill Bellamy. I was watching yeah. uh Any Given Sunday and I, I'm like, this motherfucker just fell off the face of the earth and ain't he nobody a, heard from him since then. He had a stand up on Netflix a couple years ago. Yeah, but that was fucking it. And then he had like a stand like a stand up comedy show and that was it he had like a briefly moment and then yeah. it was gone. He's probably got money. I mean, he's, I'm like, he's I been love around Bell. forever. He's got to be in his fifties now. He's been around forever. Yeah, well, I mean, he was like Def Comedy Jam and everything. In living color, yeah. all that shit. So, bet y'all didn't think you'd be. Most people listening probably don't know who the fuck Bill Bellamy is right now. Like Bill Bellamy, who's that fella? Um, <laughs> but Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte. Charlotte comes out spitting a little bit of truth, asking Sasha if she likes being Bailey's sidekick. But let me tell you. I like the Bailey and Sasha thing. Like I've I've been telling you that for weeks. I like the dynamic. Obviously, I want Sasha to be the champ. She's probably in the forefront of being my new favorite wrestler now that Becky and Roman are gone. But 
I don't know. I just I like their whole vibe. I like them teaming up on people. I like Bailey's little. Bailey sounds like my kids. Like oh, roasted or whatever the hell she said. I love I love Bailey this week. It was fantastic, <laughs> and like just putting Charlotte in her place. Like get the fuck out of here. Go to NXT. You're the NXT champion. You, yep. you don't belong here. Go away. Rhea Ripley didn't come here. Oscar didn't come here. Uh, Shayna didn't come here. Ain't nobody coming here but your ass, and don't nobody want you here. I like the fact that Charlotte makes people open the ropes for her, though. Like, that's fucking hilarious. To well, me. You know what was irritating? Like, I love how Charlotte always goes like talking about people's looks and all this shit. Every time she's defused, she always goes and like tries to knock another the other wrestler down by talking about their looks. And it's like, bitch, have you not looked in the mirror? Like, come on. If I was if I was if I was the girl on the other side of the ring, I'd be looking at her like, bitch. You talking to me? Did you not look in the mirror? Like what did Becky call it? Your plastic how, face dope? Exactly. Like, <laughs> how much work has your ass gotten done? Like seriously. Hey, like man, that was it a is what it oppor- is. Okay, that calm down, the, Jim Cornette. That was a perfect opportunity. For calm her, down, she, Cornette. Hold on, Let- hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Which she's like, it was just like I was sitting there like, oh, this would be a perfect opportunity. She's like talking about her haircut, and it was a perfect opportunity for her. Like, well, what about all that work you done on your face? Mm, speaking of cuts. What size boobs you got this week? Um, so anyway, Becky, not Becky, Sasha, not Sasha, Bailey. The other two of the horsewomen are going to square <laughs> off next week. The two least relevant ones in my eyes are going to square off next week in a one-on-one match. Sasha's playing up this role where people are trying to talk. And I, I like these storylines like this where people are trying to get under their skin like, you're better than that, right? But... Charlotte better be careful because Sasha might end up coming for that NXT title while she's talking that shit. But anyway, that was that. Uh, How awesome happy just like Sasha end up not going after Bailey because Charlotte takes Charlotte's title. And then Bailey and Sasha both have titles. I have a feeling eventually the three of them are all going to be holding the title at the same time. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. But, um... We didn't plan on talking about this, but real quick, Becky's gone now. She's been champion for almost 400 days. She's going to be gone for a year. Charlotte technically is on NXT. Sasha and Bayley are on SmackDown. Everybody wants other women, not named the four horsewomen, to be getting opportunities. This is the perfect time for women on Monday Night Raw to step up and come to the... And now they got the the roster kind of merging together, like... If you can't make yourself known now that the biggest star in the division isn't there, like, quote, unquote, holding everybody down, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is what everybody wanted, and it came in a different way than what they wanted. So now's the time for other women, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Lacey Evans, it, Bianca Belair. Injured, right? Yeah, but she she should be back pretty soon. Um, just, yeah. you know, the list I mean, goes on and on. Carmella, Naomi, yeah. just it's time for all of these people. To step up now because the 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 floor is open now. Like you got all the opportunity you want now. Yeah, to go with what you're saying. Like seriously, they always complain about the four horsemen getting the forefront and always being in the, in the, on the stage. This is the opportunity to get your name made. And if you can't do it now, then there's a reason why the others are there. Uh, if, if the main star isn't there and you still can't get over, that's on you. That's not the writers. That's not the other talent. That's your ass not being able to get yourself over. There's other two people that have gotten this, being able to work and get themselves over. 
Now can they get them to the next level? And that's where it's going to come down to. Like like you've talked about in the past, you know, with no crowds, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for those to really showcase what they have or we're going to show what they don't have. Right. And this is an opportunity now with Becky not being there gives the opportunity for them to, to rise up and either show what they're worth or to, to be gone. And I think we're going to see a lot of people um, go away because they're going to, they don't have the excuse that, oh, Becky Lynch is taking the spotlight. No, your ass just sucks and you can't get over. Uh, Bobby Lashley this week just destroyed everything in his path. You got MVP basically being the black Phil Jackson for him now. He even put Lana in her place. Okay, how cringeworthy was Lana this week? Just so annoying. And, all right, so if me and you were talking, right, me and you were in my house, and you walk to the next room, and I hear my wife yelling, I'm probably going to come see what the hell's going on because you and my wife are in the same room now. Like, she was literally 20 feet away from Bobby Lashley, and she's just yelling, and I can only see him walking the other way like, man, this bitch tripping. (laughs) But, like, he never came over there to find out what MVP said to her. I thought that was telling. But Lashley, man, I, I like the change in attitude. He, he's clearly on a collision course with Drew McIntyre because MVP has hinted at him not getting a title match in years. So, more than likely, he's not going to win it. But I think, you know, if you remember, Lashley and Roman had a really good program when he first came back. And he fucking pinned Roman Reigns fair and square at, what, Backlash, I think it was? Something like that, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm here for it. Like I, you know, I'm a big Lashley fan. I think he needs to quit doing the comedy stuff. He needs to quit wrestling these smaller guys in him. He's, he's a, a super. Quit, he's a quit attacking truth. What the fuck the truth do to him? He's a he's super heavyweight up. man. Look, our truth better go try to find Tom Brady and get his damn title back and leave Bobby Lashley alone. Lashley ain't about the games no more. That's what I like. Lashley's here to fuck shit up, and that's I the Bobby like Lashley that. we need. But at the same time, I don't want Lashley in the picture. I can't. Here's the thing: I can't stand MVP. Ten years ago, couldn't. Stand, I, it doesn't matter. I have never been a fan of MVP. He just always annoyed the shit out of me. Real quick uh, though, who would you like to see McIntyre face? Out of um, everybody on the Raw roster, who right now is a believable no, match? I, I think Lashley would be a great match for him. I think that'd be a great story for him. Um, it's definitely better than what I what he what I've seen in reports that he wants to have. Uh, because he wa- apparently he wants to have a match and a fight going on with gender, and I don't see that happen. I just don't want that to happen at all. Um, no, I mean as far as like talent on the roster and those who should be in the picture and look like they should be, yeah, Bobby Lash is absolutely there. I just don't want Bobby Lash to be champion. Uh, speaking of gender, he's a babyface now. I think like he took a, he came back as a heel, took a week off. They ran a promo for him. And then he starts talking about how he wants to go on the redemption tour. He wants to be remembered as a hero or whatever. Would you buy Jinder Mahal as a babyface? Does it, does his character fit as a babyface? No, not one bit. Like his look, every like since he's been back, not this time, but just in back in general. No, his face, his his body language, the way he holds himself. Um, there's nothing about him that says fa- babyface at all. Um, and I think I feel like it's going to come off as him. And he's lucky there's no crowd there, because if there was a crowd there, they already would have been booing him out. Uh, because it, it, it's gonna, it comes off forced, and it's like pandering to them. I'm I'm here to be a babe face. You know what? I remember a young whippersnapper coming out all happy, cheery, and trying to be a face too. And he got booed out of his first match. 
in the first arena survivor series um it's not gonna happen like once the crowd shows up and he's still trying to be a baby face they're gonna they're gonna shit all over him mm. i think that he's using this to try to get to a point and then he's going to flip a switch and, and just be gender and i was just bullshitting kind of thing yeah he'll probably end up turning on him uh and then he slater will come out jacked up to make the save and he'll end up getting the title match and They'll be running with the three MVs better than the shield stuff now. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some news, some quick hits. We're going to go around the ring here on Boot to the Face, episode 87. Would you say something about the, the number 87 early? 87, man. Best year. That's the year of Marty. Just saying. The year of Marty. Boot to the Face, episode 87. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Boot to the Face, episode 87. Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez, your favorite wrestling podcast. Marty, let's get into some news and quick hits. Uh, it came out yesterday that Drew Gulak was released, and then it was rescinded, and it turns out he wasn't released. His contract just ran out in the middle of his, probably the biggest push of his career. He was cruiserweight champion, am I right? He was cruiserweight champion mm-hmm. once, wasn't he? For a while. Um, but... Really good wrestler. Um, I'm not the biggest Drew Gulak fan. I'm not a not a fan of Drew Gulak. He's just like one of those guys that are just kind of there to me. But pre-show WrestleMania matches, like, he killed it. I remember him and, was it Neville he wrestled? Or, no, Buddy Murphy, right? Wasn't it Buddy Murphy at Mania last year? Yep. Just killed it. Um, really good guy in the ring. He was in the middle of his biggest push of his career. He had a program going on with Daniel Bryan and... Out of nowhere, he's moved to the alumni section. But it turns out he wasn't released. He just didn't re-sign his contract. Is this a big deal? Uh, I don't know if it's a big deal, but it is interesting. Like <clears throat> He's got a, thing, a storyline going with, with, with Daniel Bryan, which we all thought that was going to lead to a storyline between the two of them. Um, it just makes you wonder, like, why did he, like, what did he have going on that he didn't want to sign with the WWE? Especially if he's getting paid and going to lead to a storyline with Daniel Bryan. Like when you when you ask people out there, Daniel Bryan is one of the, you know they they hold Daniel Bryan in one of the highest regards. And to have a match in a feud with Daniel Bryan, they hold that up. Um, this was I think I honestly think like this this feud with Daniel Bryan would have made Goo like a, a made man. But all of a sudden, just doesn't sign. This inter- it's just interesting to me that that happens. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean it's. I'm wondering well, if if he left on good terms. And he just didn't re-sign. Maybe he's like, hey, right now I just don't want to wrestle. And instead of you paying me to not wrestle, I'll just not re-sign. And maybe once all this shit is over with, I'll come back to the table. Maybe maybe somebody else is offering him more money. I mean, his his name right now is bigger, but he can't use that name. <laughs> um, so who like the, the world is crazy right now. So we really don't know what the hell is going through these people's minds. I mean, but honestly... Maybe he was just tired of wrestling every week in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, like, that's what I was about to say that too. Like, it might have just got to the point where you know what he didn't want to be wrestling right now. He was doing what he had to do because he was on the contract, and that's what they expected him to do. Uh, but now that which is the right way on, to do it. And then right now it's like you know what? Hey, I want to be here. Um, I'm gonna take some time off, and then I'll resign. You know, because he was really or his contract expired, and he moved into the alumni section. There's other people whose contracts expired, and they didn't move them to the alumni section. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's I think that, they, that they, he probably did leave on good terms. If he didn't, I doubt they would have moved him to the alumni section so quickly. Um, I don't know. I think I don't think we're done seeing Drew Gulak in the WWE though. Nah, I don't either. Um, we kind of hit it on this last week, but Sting is not apparently unofficially official. He's no longer a part of WWE with his Legends deal, the whole nine. Uh, Zack Ryder's gone, and rumors are uh, swirling that they are both headed to AEW. Last week, there was a video of, uh, I can't think of this guy's name. Um, he's, he interviews all the wrestlers on like Instagram Live, and he, he, he was on there, and he was talking to, was it Britt Baker? Who, no, it was, yeah, it was Britt Baker and Adam Cole. He was interviewing them. And, he's like, and then he's like, hold on, Cody's calling me. And he clicks over on Instagram Live, and Cody's on the other end. Cody's having a big party, and then he puts Chelsea Green on, who obviously, if Chelsea's there, guess who else was there? Zack Ryder, or, sorry, Matt Cardona. So I'm listening to the Major Brothers wrestling pod, and he starts throwing out little hints of, they even joked about it, that he was smoking an American Rebel cigar, and they laughed, like, confirm the AEW, like, but... Usually where there's smoke, there's fire. We all know Cody and fucking Cardona are really good friends. They go to Disney World all the, they're fucking all the time. BF, they're fucking BFFs. It's, yeah. They're not, they're not friends. They're BFFs. Like. So if, if there's one friend that's going to get the hookup, it's probably going to be Cardona. But Booker T came out and said he thinks Sting wants another match and WWE wouldn't give it to him. And he may be going to AEW. I'm the biggest Sting fan you will find. I do not want to see Sting wrestle in AEW. The only match I wanted to see him wrestle was against The Undertaker, and that was just for sheer for the entrance and the finally after 20-some-odd years we get it. I knew the match was going to be shit. There's nobody in AEW I want to see Sting fight. Nobody. I know. It might be interesting to watch him against Darby Allen. Uh, won't be a great match, but it'll be interesting to see the two of them. Well, um, since you, say that, here's, since here's, you here's, say that, Cody did compare Darby Allen to a young Sting with uh, – how the crowd reacts to him in the face paint and the whole nine. I don't I mean, see it, but Jericho did have a bat this week. Uh, maybe Sting's going to come and the inner circle. I don't know. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Look at you. Uh, Piecing shit together like that. Jericho's uh, never had a bat before. Now that I can think about it. He's right. Huh. Uh, Sting and Jericho? Here's the rumors. Sting and Jericho? There's, yeah, right? You know what? I, look at that. You changed my mind already. <laughs> Fucking book it. <laughs> <laughs> there's rumors, there's rumblings that there's a possibility that Sting shows up at Double or Nothing. Do you think that's a possibility? And Man, if so, if I... that possibility is strong enough, is that enough possibility for you to buy Double or Nothing? On a possibility, no. If there was a crowd there, yes, because the reaction that Sting would get showing up in AEW would be fucking huge. Oh, um, extremely. Um, here's my thing. They have some kind of like 80,000 seat match, right? Where they're going to be in this week? Jaguar Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be the stadium stampede. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but can't you have crowds now back in, in Florida? Um, I don't know if you can. I thought you... Uh, I, remember I, you remember we talked about yeah, it a couple yeah, weeks ago. You can... Um, but I don't know what to the extent of it is, though. Okay, but if you know, got an eighty thousand seat stadium, can't you just have like twenty thousand people there sitting five or six seats apart? Absolutely. And who would want to come to it? 
But I don't know. I just diehard wrestling fan. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's just a thought I just had. Um, I, I mean, anytime Sting's on TV, I'm good with it. Like I'm a Sting guy. He can fucking come on TV until the day he dies, and I'm good with it. Uh, I know he's not what he once was, and it's not going to be the best. But I just, I really don't want to see him wrestle anybody in AEW. A program with like him and Jericho, where Jericho's talking shit and Sting keeps attacking him. I don't want to see a match with them. Um, I don't want to see a match with Sting at all because all reports are that the injury that he's the spinal stenosis or whatever, like one wrong fall and he's fucked. He never got the surgery to correct it because he always thought, oh, I could come back one day. But he's 56, 57 years old. Like, I don't want to see Sting wrestle again. That's just my take on it. Uh, Cardona. Yeah, he'll, he'll he's going to AEW. Yeah, I mean, it's they keep saying, how, oh, this isn't going to be all friends wrestling and. Yeah. They're trying to cover it up, but let's be honest. They're trying like, to get you off the scent. Cody has straight up said he, and when it comes down to it, he's his only real friend in wrestling. Yeah, I mean they're all together. There's no way he doesn't come to AEW. There's just no way, unless he, unless they know that he's coming back to WWE and he's already got a contract in the works there, and then they're really blowing it up, you know. But I, I just don't see how there's no reason how or any reason how he doesn't show up in AEW. Yeah. Um. Let's get to the stupid motherfucker of the week award, and that goes to one Jim Cornette. This this fucking guy, like, there was a time like months ago where I didn't see all the like shitty takes that he had. I would just see him like shitting on a lot of the new age wrestling stuff, which a lot of that I agreed with. But lately, he's just been on one, like <laughs> senility, man, senility. Like, come on, and buddy. stupidity. Well, anyway, uh. He talked a lot of shit this week, and Dana Brooke came out and just said, hey, come talk this shit to my face. And as a person that has heard about Jim Cornette cowering down to other people when he finally gets around them, I would pay to see Dana Brooke beat his ass. Oh, I would, too. That would be fucking fantastic. I could see her beating the shit out of him, too. Like, just, yes. Dana Brooke's a beast. She was a fucking, I know she's a gymnast, and she comes out turning flips. She was a power lifter. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, she's got some legitimate power behind her. Um, and Cornette's old ass would just crumble to the floor and cry like a little bitch. And we were, you know, like, you were talking about Charlotte earlier, and he was talking about her about, you know, the same thing. Honestly, I don't think hers looks nearly as bad as it did at one time. Like, she's starting to look a lot more, I guess you would say normal. Natural. Yeah, naturally. I mean, it's, it's it's starting. Yeah, it's starting to tone down and make it more. Um, yeah, her, like fluid. Like it's a bit more fluid rather than like in your face. Like boom. When like, she was okay. at Money in the Bank, and she came out like there was none of the camera tricks and shit like that they were doing. It was just her. She looked natural, like you just said. So it looked a lot better. So I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Cornette. Like just just shut up. He's apparently making money though, because I mean. People are listening to his podcast. They're buying all his shirts every time he says something stupid. So, it is what it is. Uh, you got Tyson Fury talking shit about Drew McIntyre. And honestly, I don't give a fuck about Tyson Fury. They're, I don't either. They're both going back and forth. Like, it, it, like he basically called out, was talking about McIntyre before Mania. And McIntyre started calling him out after Mania. Um... I don't know. It's if he's coming back, whatever. I don't. I don't want this guy to come back. He didn't do shit when he was there. I don't want him coming back and being interjected in the main title picture, and, and not. And, oh no, man! Like, 
it's give me Jinder Hall instead of Tyson Fury. Hmm. I don't want to see Tyson Fury in the WWE ring at all, especially with Drew McIntyre. But that's just me. Um, Sonya Deville says that within five years, a woman will hold the WWE championship. Right now, Impact Wrestling has a woman as their champion, which I think would have gotten a whole lot more credibility and everything had it not been the woman that it is. Because I guess we could go down that road another day also. But Well, I th- hold on. It, I mean... It would have been a whole lot bigger than what it is if had the shit not happened when it happened. Well, like, I mean, like, has I, she not done what she did? <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is like the way things are going, there was so much negativity going on at the exact moment that it does that the that the event of it happening kind of got downplayed and overlooked. Whereas you know, because that was the, your, your, the focus of the, the story behind her at that moment wasn't her be, being champion. It was everything else going on around it that was overshadowing her being champion. Does that make sense? Yeah, and one of the reasons why is you can compare that to what happened this week. You know, Becky announces she's pregnant. She's relinqu- relinquishing the title. And you got all these women wrestlers, even women from other companies, like congratulating her. You know, sending out tweets and messages, blah, blah, blah. Even Melissa Santos, is that her name? Brian Cage's wife? Was, like, standing up for or against Jim Cornette for the shit that he said. Like, you didn't get that kind of stuff when Tessa won the world title. Like, there was not a groundswell of women. Like, yeah, a woman kicking it. And that just goes to show that maybe the wrong person was chosen for it. As great as she is in the ring, apparently she's a piece of shit not in the ring. Well, I mean, when you look at that, like, you look at the the, the organization, and when you look at the women, they they obviously want to be the ones to do it. And anybody on the, there was no other female on their roster that was, that was legitimate to to, to do it. Mm -hmm. So if they were going to do it, they had to use Tessa for that, because there was nobody on that roster that they could have done to make that go over, you know, at all. And they want, and you know, they obviously want to be the first ones to do it. I, uh, I don't see it happening. Um, mainly because, you know, the, the quote unquote biggest women in the WWE, you got Nia, you got Charlotte, you got Bianca Belair. I don't see any of them being able to beat a Drew McIntyre, a Brock Lesnar, a Braun Strowman, uh, an impact, you know, Sam McCallaghan was a champ. Sam McCallaghan's like five, eight. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how tall he is, but he ain't that tall. You know what I mean? Like it's more believable for it to happen in an organization like that. WWE has all these women titles. I don't. I don't see them going the way of intergender one-on-one wrestling, and I'm fine with it. I get a lot of shit for my take on that, but I'm completely fine with women wrestling women and men wrestling men, midgets wrestling midgets. You know, everybody stay in their own. Class. I already told you what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Becky's gonna return. She's gonna beat this shit out of Seth, take his title, and send him home. Yeah, and then the first person she wrestles is gonna whoop her ass because. As a woman, Becky's one of the smaller women in the division, and Becky wrestling a man is just she's not Rey Mysterio. That's you when our truth finally gets his title. Yeah, really. Like it's not like she's that great in the ring to where you could no. see her outclassing a man in the ring. Like no, it, it she's just, not. The like, to be honest with you, like the only one would be if Ronda came back and went full blown Ronda. And just, like, knocking motherfuckers out, not out wrestling them, like, catching them with a right hand. Just beating the shit out of people. Yeah. Just punching them out. 
Like, that would be the only way that a female is – like, nobody else on that roster is believable to do so. And I, I don't know if Sonya's, like, trying to hint that she's the one that's going to do it because she's got some MMA background. I don't see her being the one. Uh, but, yeah, like, Ronda Rousey can legit fuck some people up. And so if she comes back, when she comes back, and she just came out and said, fuck it, what we did before, ain't no storylines. It's just Ronda being Ronda. I'm the baddest bitch on the planet. I'm going to fuck up anybody who comes into my way and just goes through and beats everybody up. Man – Woman, announcer, backstage personality, producer, doesn't matter. She just beats the shit. Anyone who crosses her path, then I can see her taking the title and saying, I, I'm the champion of the WWE. Not women's champion, not the universe champion, the champion. Uh, Sasha Banks rumored to be in the cast of The Mandalorian too. I love that. If I could get her and Gina Carano squaring off in a scene, like, boy, Undertaker signs a 15-year contract in 2019 for a career. Uh, don't fuck up my Star Wars. <laughs> I could see your look on your face. You really didn't want to talk about it, even though they were your notes. I think Sasha yeah, well, would be cool I, in Star we Wars. Just, we just talked about this Friday night because it was part of the topics. Because we've been talking all this the stuff that's been coming through the Mandalorian casting. And uh, it's just... I, you you already know my my knock on Sasha is her is her acting ability, and I just don't like the, what they have yeah, her coming back. Star Wars is fucking Academy Award winning performances going on. Anyways, I'm just I saying don't want, I, don't I don't fucking want, see if she would if, if it were <laughs> to be her coming back to have like a um a small role just a pop in role that'd be cool. But to have her coming in and playing a role that's going to be some, of significant value, um, it's just I don't want to see her having a big role in The Mandalorian. That fucking fight scene between Darth Vader and the other guy at the end of Star Wars, the first one, boy, that was cinematic excellence right there. Just the acting in that fight scene alone should disqualify Sasha because it was just so fantastic. Like, I thought I was there. I don't watch f- Star Wars for the fight scenes. I watch Star Wars for the for the story and Oh yeah. I'm- yeah. And Princess Leia laying at the bottom of the bed with fucking fat Slavy guy. Her acting was fantastic. Like she really looked like she didn't want to be there chained up to the bottom of the bed. Actually she looked like he turned her out, if you want to be honest. She was laying there like she had just changed teams. Like she no longer wanted to be a part of the revolution or the fucking Renegades or whatever they were called. Rebels? Yeah, them fucking people. The ones standing up against the the uh the McMahons. Empire? Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> Next! Next <laughs> The Undertaker. Fifteen year contract lifetime oh. contract with WWE. Apparently his career was supposed to end after the Roman Mania match. Well no shit. It should have ended. I haven't watched. I refuse to watch the Undertaker's documentary. The fact that they're trying to compare him to Michael Jordan. No, he's more like fucking uh, the Birdman. What was his name? You remember Birdman? Oh, Chris Anderson. Yeah, like he just got yeah, on I really know Birdman. He's he the on, biggest thing going on in Denver. Yeah, he got on really good teams, and when his number was called, he always made the play, and he always hustled and tried really hard and won championships. But he was never the guy. He's cool as shit. That's who he is. He's more of the bird man. Come on. Undertaker compared to Michael Jordan. And they're even trying to make the documentary like The Last Ride, The Last Dance. Like, come on. 
And then you got the under. I don't even want to talk about the Undertaker's like political stances and shit like that that are coming out now. So I just I refuse to watch that. Fuck the Undertaker. I don't know. I haven't watched Fuck him. So, Fuck um, him. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just. Obviously, 15 years, it's probably not going to be a wrestling contract for 15 years, but he's going to be in through some capacity. Uh, but the fact that they're paying him fucking bucks to be there. I mean, I, I read an article, like, they, he was getting paid, like, $25,000 an hour or something like that for, for meet and greets or something. And it's like $25,000 an hour. I mean, like he's, that's... regardless of whether I like him or not, he makes them money. So, oh, absolutely. so people that but, are bitching about like Undertaker getting the contract and all these other people that left, how much money has the Undertaker made WWE and how much money has fucking Heath Slater made the WWE? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's a business. It's about money, dollars and cents, red and black. You want to be in the black, you don't want to be in the red. Undertaker puts them in the black. All them other guys, like, they either drew even or they were in the red with them. So if you can't understand that, then your bank account probably sucks. Speaking truth. Okada donates 5 million yen to the coronavirus relief fund in Japan. That's fucking a lot. I don't know how much yen translates to American. It it translates to about 50K. Oh. That's still a lot, though. 50K. 5 million is a big number. Right? I don't give a damn where you're from. Like when you start talking million of something, like yeah, regardless of I what mean, the exchange that's, that rate may only is. be fifty k here, but five million in Japan is five fucking million dollars. Yeah, just saying. And fifty k in America is a lot of money too for right? a re- for a wrestler to donate that. Exactly. That's what, a wrestler's not even working right now. Yeah. So good for him, man. Right? Good for him. Uh, you got the wrestler of the week down here. You know, behind the scenes, Marty picks the wrestler of the week. We kind of talk about it, but. And I completely agree with this one. Like I had when I saw it, I had no discuss. So the Santana Garrett wrestler of the week is one number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida. She's been killing it for a couple months now. Dude, she's got more wins this year than the champion has matches. Like put that into effect. She, I mean, she's definitely she's the she's the the best wrestler, female wrestler. In AEW. Um, and, and to the point where she's had multiple matches with people where she's made them look decent. And they're not great wrestlers. Uh, and which kind of sucks because I feel like because of all that, it's bring, it brings her down. Because it doesn't really showcase what she truly can do. Uh, just There's been matches where it's like, oh shit, dude, she's fucking awesome. Um, I, I, if I could, I'd put her straight up against Io Shirai. Like I want to see the two of them go because I think that when you put her uh, put Sheeta in a match where she can go and be like a wrestler that like she could be, I think you see her at a limit that nobody expects her to see her at. And I think you see that that match if she were to have a match like that with Io right now, would be definitely a match to be talked about for years. Hmm. I like Sheeta. Um, AEW's women's division is just so up and down. Like, that match was, like, parts of it were just such a clusterfuck. I think they try to do too much. I think we've talked about this before. They try to put too much shit into one match, and eventually they start getting tired, they start losing their place, and stuff starts happening. Just, sometimes you don't have, like, the Penelope Ford moves that she's doing. She can do them, but they don't always look the best. Um, They look better just because she's doing them, but they don't always look the best. 
So maybe they need to take some of that stuff out and quit trying to jam 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag all the time. Just have well, a normal the, match. It's the same with like Britt Baker. Like the more she does, the worse it is. Like just let her come out, have a couple lines and then do her thing. Like the more she talks, just the worse it gets. Like it just it gets annoying and you just want to shut the fuck up. I'm kind of disagreeing with you on that one. Like I like Britt Baker. No, lately. no, I I love Britt Baker, but and, she, and I think her promos are, are, are fantastic. But then it gets to a point where it's like she jumps the shark in every yeah, promo. I can see and it's that. like okay, stop talking. You, you you jump the shark now in this conversation. I could see that. So Santana get wrestler of the week is Hikaru Shida, who will be going for the AEW champ, women's championship next weekend, which we will talk about in a this second. This weekend. This weekend. This well, this next weekend for people that are listening. We can't get this date right. I don't think it matters. Like, we predicted the fucking show last week. So, <laughs> people are hitting us up like, oh, shit, AEW's this weekend? I thought it was next weekend. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of AEW Double or Nothing, Mike Tyson is going to be pre- presenting the winner with the TNT Championship. Dude. So, if you don't think Cody's winning this shit now. <laughs> it's fucking, that's big, dude. Like, like, fucking Iron Mike Tyson. Oh, dude. A part of the one of the biggest feuds in WWE, one of the biggest moments in WWE history, and now he's going to be there for AEW. Mm. You better bet your ass if you're that fucking Cody's getting that title. If Cody's, oh, yep, yes. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe Archer wins and Mike Tyson knocks him out because he's like talking shit to him, or maybe he knocks out Jake Snake Roberts. Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. And Jake probably I can't think. take a bump, so Tyson's really got to knock him out because that's probably the safest way for him to fall is to actually be knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so that would be. I cool. mean, Tyson. Have you seen the videos of Tyson training and practice and like fighting right now? Like, yeah, and I had to go put icy hot on after watching it because I was in pain watching him beat the shit out of that guy's chest protector. I was like, man, no wonder D'Lo Brown wore that thing so fucking long. Like, it really does protect because Tyson was knocking the shit out of that guy. Oh, it's good. It's gonna be good to see Tyson out there, though. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I love it. Yep. WWE has the IC title tournament going on. It kicked off last night on SmackDown because Sami Zayn was stripped of the title because he isn't wrestling due to COVID nineteen. Uh, Not because he has it. No, 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 no. Canada just because his ass in the states. Yeah, but um, the tournament kicked off last night. You had Daniel Bryan beating Drew Gulag, and you had. Excuse me, I apologize. Baron Corbin losing to Elias. And I have two Damn questions. Right. Damn right. First off, you're an Elias fan. Why? Secondly, if Baron Corbin is supposed to be fighting the world champion on Monday Night Raw this week, why would he be losing a match to Elias? Um, that I don't know. I mean, I do know why I'm an Elias fan. I enjoy him, and I like him, and I think he is a good wrestler. And I think he's entertaining. Um... A lot more than I thought he ever would be, and they grew you need to be at committed. First, at first, at first, I didn't think that at all. He was he wasn't entertaining to me at all, um, but he became entertaining to me, and I just enjoyed it. Um, as far as King Corbin taking the loss and then going to be the fighting for the cha- fighting Drew, Drew McIntyre, that's just stupid. That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand that either. Uh, but the IC tournament kicked off next week. You got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling and. What was the other match? You know that off Jeff top Hardy of your head? And Sheamus. Yeah. How lame is it that that feud that they've been booking for so long takes place in the first round of a tournament right? match? Like, seriously. Like, 
clearly Jeff Hardy's going to win and Sheamus is just going to beat the shit out of him and then probably cost him the match in the finals or something like that. I, I think we get Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles in the final. I think they're on the same side of the bracket. No, they're not. I'm looking at it right now. Ah, okay. It's it's Matt. It's Brian will. Fight AJ Styles on Raw? No, he's SmackDown. No, AJ Him. Styles is on Raw. He is. He is on Raw. Yeah, because him and well, the club no, used to this, come this, out and talk shit has on to, Raw. This has. This has. So well, so is King Corbin. No, Corbin Elias isn't. No, neither one of them. Who, we fuck? know, who, who oh. fucking knows? Who AJ knows? Styles, yeah, he's the only one that's, that's raw. But that goes to the fact that they're leaning talents on both sides. Yeah. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a couple more things in the news. Then we're going to retalk Double or Nothing with the new stuff. And then we're going to get out of here because today I'm going to play around the golf. So this is Boot to the Face, episode 87. And here are a word from a couple of our ad revenue people. Welcome back. Boot to the Face, episode 87. And we are wrapping up with our last segment. We still got a couple news pieces, and then we will get to AEW Double or Nothing. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody that donated to the raffle that I had. And the winner, Dave and QC, who's a good dude also. And then people like Petopolis, people like Phil over at Chick Foley that donated and told me, you know, if I win, just you don't even have to give me a ticket. Just, you know, I just want to donate to it. People did that. My buddy Josh did that also. A few people did. So I appreciate everybody that did it. We raised $258, and then I'm going to put $100 in it myself. I will post the receipt to me donating all that to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta sometime this week and get Dave's gift box into the mail for him. So thanks again, everybody. And I'll probably do another one of these in a couple of months. It was, uh, it was a pretty good hit. And I want to make it bigger and better next time. I want to see if I can hit a thousand dollars for a donation. Dude, that's awesome. Like you said, three what three fifty total? Yep. Like, that's fucking kick ass. Yep. So including you, Marty, I appreciate you playing along too. Always, man. Always. Uh SummerSlam. They say it might be pushed back till September, but the word I heard was Atlanta may be a place to have SummerSlam this year just to keep it for the August date. I am all for that. Because like I told you a second ago, I'm getting kind of bored staying at home. So if, I, if August comes around and shit's still shut, I'm fucking going. I'm not going to lie. I saw this and, one, I, I get that they want to stay in Boston. That's cool and all. But I'm going to tell you right now, if this ship moves to, to Atlanta, I can tell you who else is going to be there. I will fucking die. I will fly to Atlanta. I got I got to fight vouchers because fuck Orlando. So I got tickets to use. And I have no problem driving down or flying down to Atlanta for SummerSlam. Ooh. SummerSlam is SummerSlam? the only big four that I have never been to. I've only been to one. I was supposed to go to Survivor Series. No, I went to Rome. No, I didn't. I was supposed to go to Survivor Series in Atlanta, the one where Roman won the title and then Sheamus cashed in on him. But I don't know if you remember this. There was like a terror threat. Mm-hmm. And... I ended up not getting the tickets the day of because I was going to wait. And I regretted that so bad because Roman had won his first title. And even though he lost it right after, like, I still could have been there for him winning the belt for the first time. Yeah, like, I had I had plans for Toronto last year because I wanted to do that one. And then things happened at work to where I couldn't make it. And that pissed me off because I would have done the big four within 12 months. 
And I would have been like, oh, shit, that would have been fantastic. But I didn't get to, and that bummed me out. So personal stuff aside, whether you're going to go or not, would you rather see SummerSlam take place in August at a different location, or you got your heart set on? Because honestly, the arena doesn't matter to me. Do you got your heart set on Boston and it happening in mm-hmm. September? No, because I'm not a boss. I don't care about Boston. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. I, I'd rather keep SummerSlam in the fucking summer. Yeah, I don't like. I'm a ma- I'm a golf guy, and I don't like the fact that the Masters is happening in November. So I don't want all these pay per views to start getting pushed back and throw off kilter the stuff that they're doing. Uh, do you think CM Punk is going to return as the faction leader behind the Truth Hacker? Uh you know what? I thought I honestly thought like he was going to be, but then when backstage came out this week and he was dressed up as the hacker, um, it's like all right, he's just throwing shade because people are saying it's him. But then again, I could see CM Punk being the punk bitch who's going to blow, try to dust everybody off by that, and then being the one behind it. So yeah, I, I can absolutely see him coming back to do this. My favorite thing about they, all this—they need the fucking ratings, man. And what to bring ratings and bring fucking CM Punk back? My favorite thing about all this is they were promoting him returning to backstage, and the coach quote tweeted it and said maybe he watches the product this time instead of the last. My God. People talk trash about the coach. Coach calling that shit like he sees it. Because Punk clearly didn't know what he was talking about half the time when he was on there. No, um, he doesn't. Half the time he's just there to talk shit. That, that's what it, he's there to be an unbiased view when really it's just him shooting on the product. Yep. New Japan announces their roadmap to return, including Wrestle Dynasty at MSG being postponed until 2021. I saw something this morning. I didn't click on the link. Um, maybe this is what you were talking about. The president of New Japan was gave some kind of address of everything. Yeah, he gave like a ten minute video post a couple of days ago. Um, they, yeah, they he basically went on to why they haven't done empty arena shows. Um, not only just for the healthy and concern of their people, they want them to get healthy. They don't want to put them in jeopardy. That their people are number one, not revenue. Um, even though they, obviously business is business, but they would rather have healthy people and not put them in jeopardy. But at the same time, it's Tokyo. Everything's fucking shut down. They are blocked out of arenas. They have nowhere to wrestle. So that's also the point of it. But he went he went on to like to basically gave out the, the, the layout of how we're going to get WR uh, New Japan back on TV. And yeah, we're going to get it eventually when they allow it to happen. Like once they allow empty arenas to happen, they will eventually have empty arena matches. Um they're going to start doing things in Tokyo and in LA at the Dojo. Um, but they, they, what they're doing, they're going to do things that are going to set up what I think is going to be the future of wrestling, um, as far for the time being, um, you know, they're going to basically, he said, like, they're going to have empty seats and they're not going to, you're not going to be seen next to somebody. There will be, every other seat will be sold out or emptied out. Um, uh, whether or not they're going to let people sit next to each other. Like if they're like, obviously say like you were with somebody and the, whether they're going to let them sit next to each other or spread them out. But basically every other seat or whatever is going to be blacked out. So they may be sold out, but sold out will be like 50% capacity of that. Yeah. Uh, temperature regulated, uh, face masks. Like they're doing – they're going to full works. Like they're going to put everything in play. Wrestlers will be continually tested every like every time they rest before and after matches. Uh, it, they're, they're going to put things in play and protocols to make sure that not only are people there, but the people working in the arenas and the people in the stands – are all kept in a safe um, in a safe uh, situation and environment, um, but I, he he laid out this plan like this is what we're going to do. When we're allowed to wrestle, we will wrestle. Um, we we you know we're not going to put our people in jeopardy just to get a dollar. 
Uh, it was kind of seemed like I was kind of throwing shade at everybody else, but at the same time, it was you know we're going to do what we have to uh, when we can. So let's um, do our official double or nothing predictions. We kind of did some last week. We were wondering why there was only three or four matches on the card, and it's because it wasn't this weekend. Um, so it's coming up this week, $50 price tag. I don't think I'll be dishing out $50 to do a thrown together at the, this is what WWE got so much we static could, we, for. We for could so split long. it. We could split it, man. We could split it. Yeah, we could. Couldn't we? That's what, that's what happened last time. I mean, you, uh, yeah. Cause you could probably watch it live. Cause I'll be at work. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, this is what WWE gets slack for though, is they wait until the last minute to book the shows and people bitch about it. But for some reason, AEW just skates on by and everybody loves it. But we're not here to shit on AEW because I actually like AEW. I find myself now watching more AEW than NXT except for this week because the Santana Garrett Wrestler of the Week, what do you call it? The person that it's named after will be wrestling on NXT this week. Yep, NXT is going to be on fire this week, man. It's going to be fantastic. But so is Zoe... Like and here's the thing, like this week, NXT and AEW are gonna have be like big big shows because here's one thing I will give praise to AEW about is their go home shows are usually on point and they're fantastic. Yep, so let's get into the predictions real quick. If you want to pull the card up, I'll start out with yep. what you got on here. Uh Nyla Rose and Sheeta in a championship match. I think Sheeta's gonna win. I think so too. Absolutely. Especially after the Kendo shot this week, like Found your Kindle stick, bitch. They, uh, like, neither <laughs> that, Rose has done that nothing. That was the best. <laughs> neither Rose has done nothing for the women's championship. And I think Sheeta's going to take it and actually be the champion to start doing something with this title. And I think it's, gonna be, it's about time. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything happened when it happened. Kind of messed up Nyla Rose's run, but at the same time, I don't think her title reign would have been as big as what they thought it was going to be. And where the hell is Awesome Kong? I think she's doing other shows other places, too, because I saw her pop up in a match somewhere else the other day. Like, once they broke up the Nightmare uh, family or the Nightmare Collective or whatever, like, she hasn't been on there. But, uh, anyhow, I got Hikaru Shida winning that one. Uh, We got the Stadium Stampede match, the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Uh, Paige and the Young Bucks are supposed to be back. They're going to be back on Wednesday. They're returning on on Dynamite this week. So we'll see what happens there. But I think I think the Elite get the Inner Circle. Yeah, I think the Elite are going to win this one too. Maybe with help from a uh, Crowed Avenger from the Rafters. They're going to be in that big ass stadium. Imagine <laughs> if like Sting's the only person sitting there, and he's just sitting there like old WCW Sting, like. Leaned over in the chair, and Jericho catches wind of him and sees it. And like Hangman hits Jericho with the buckshot clothesline because Jericho's looking at Sting. Sting just walks down, picks up the baseball bat, and leaves. What I want to know is if they're going to have a ring in the middle of the football re- a football field because that'd be awesome. I think they should just fight on the football field. Just that, that's cool too. <laughs> just fucking, fucking in the be middle, a, be like a fucking gladiator match in the middle yeah. of the Coliseum. Oh my god, that would be great if they both walked out from each side of the locker room places and oh. like they could do that, kind of like WWE did with the the uh, Money in the Bank match. Just have everybody you're gonna come have, out. You're gonna have Matt Hardy come out with Vanguard two. You're gonna have uh, Pat Page coming out with his lasso. You're gonna have Jericho coming out 
with his with his baseball bat. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. I I'm excited for that match. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. But I got the inner circle in that one. Uh, Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. I think Statlander's gonna win. Um, I hope so. She they she's so like up and down, man. Like she'll have a great match, and then she'll have a match which that motherfucker's strong though. She went to uh, do something to Penelope Ford and like slipped and caught her before she hit the ground and just like powered her. Like that's a beast of a woman. Well, she's okay. I guess she's not a woman. She's an alien, but. I got Statlander beating Britt Baker. I really think I'm regretting picking that. I think Baker's gonna. I think Baker's gonna beat Sheeta for the title. So maybe, I'm switching. I'm picking Britt Baker. Yeah, I want Britt Baker to win, but I think Statlander's gonna be the win. Uh, Private Party and Best Friends for the tag team number one contenders match. I thought there was already number one contender for the tag team titles. I thought the Best Friends were the number one contenders already. So they're putting their okay, whatever. Uh, best Friends are gonna win. Yeah, yeah. Wait, aren't they feuding with the uh, uh, the Triangle of Death or whatever the fuck it's called? I haven't seen Triangle of Death in like a month. Yeah, but Phoenix just came out there, so he'll probably yeah, beat up Orange that's, Cassidy. But that's because Phoenix is in the ladder match. You know what? I'm picking Private Party. Okay, I got best friends. Uh, the Casino ladder match. You got Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian. Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Ray Phoenix, and two more to be added later. Well, and that's including Darby Allen and Cole Cabana on there already. All right. So on face value, normally I would pick Orange Cassidy, but I'm gonna pick Scorpio Sky. I like I like the direction they're going with him, with his vignettes and stuff like that. I think this will cause a little bit of dissension in SCU. Maybe he'll go his own way because let's be real, SCU hasn't been as big as it was while it was ROH and all in. They have haven't been as dominant and as over as they were again with COVID you really don't know but this is the perfect time to well, break they, them I up. mean they haven't really had the best run because like, when they first got back Daniels got hurt and then they were tag teams and they had that run and then just kind of went backwards from there yeah um, but yeah I Scorpio the, the fact that they added Scorpio Sky to this match I, they, I, I don't see how they don't give it to him yeah so like I said, this is the perfect time for them to break them up while they don't have a crowd there. Um, and then you got the world title match with, well, we'll do that last. What are the other matches? The TNT Championship, Cody versus uh, the, what's his name? Murder the, murder, the Murder Hawk. Murder Hawk. I got Cody winning that. Who you got? I got Cody winning that as well. Uh, Especially now that Iron Mike's there. Absolutely. MJF going to destroy Jungle Boy. Yeah, we can agree on no that question. one. Um, and then the other one is just uh, Moxie versus Brody Lee. So I like the fact that Brody Lee stole the title, but that kind of that kind of gave it away of who's going to win, though. Because when's the last time somebody stole the title and then during the title won. match they won? I don't know. Like, but I love the fact that he walked out wearing the title. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking fantastic. Just like, not only am I going to take the title from you, but like your last three weeks as the champion, no, you're not no, even no, going to no, have no, the fucking no. belt. <laughs> come back, come back, and reannounce this shit. Say what you want. Say say who I am, and here's my title. My oh, God. this guy. This yeah. guy. I fucking love it. But I got Moxley in that. I wouldn't mind seeing Brody Lee win, though. But Moxley hasn't been pinned in a one-on-one match. I don't think he's been pinned at all. He's undefeated. Yeah, his his only couple losses are like in tag matches where he's walked out and something else. So, yeah, I got Moxley doing that, and that is AEW, and that's episode eighty seven of Boot to the Face. Um, 
give a couple shout outs real quick. Talkamania, as always. Always riding for boot to the face. Uh, you know what? I know they had a poker tournament this week. And there you go. Hey, you guys can get you poker. I'm like, yeah, I can do it after 6 o'clock. Hey, we were doing it at 6 o'clock. All right. You could have jumped sense. in at the end. I think so. Yeah, but I didn't. Oh, not in a tournament style, though. The tournament style. No, I just hard. meant you could have jumped on the Zoom chat and hung out with everybody. Oh, I didn't even know that was going on. That's what. That's how they did it. They did it via Zoom. And then they did it on Poker Stars. Um, I, com- I, it was completely my fault that I wasn't there. I completely shit the bed and thought that it was another weekend. Next week, I will be defending my trivia championship that I won at Trivia Mania against uh, a couple people that they got coming. I think we're going to do that next Friday. So shout out to them, always supporting us. Uh, shout out to Doing the Favor and everybody that supports them. Those are good people over there. Uh, just... You ever seen more people like sending each other shit? Just like, oh, like I, I'm in a chat with them, right? And one of the people on there, Tara, like I'm tell a story about Tara. You can't say anything you like around Tara because she will find your address and she will send the fucking thing that you're looking for. So like the running joke in the chat with them is, hey, don't say what you're looking for around her because she'll fucking buy it. But then she's like, don't buy me shit. like i'm not telling y'all anything that i want because i don't want you to buy me anything i'm here to make everybody like it's just it's wild what they do man so shout out to eric barry and their whole crew um dave and qc again the guy that won and dave sent me or sending me some kind of whiskey glasses that he found at work or something like that i don't know if it was at work or whatever but they looked ridiculous and he was just like you want some it's like well yeah so <laughs> shout out to Dave for winning the raffle. Uh Pete Opolis, as always. Um Sergeant Farrell started up his podcast, Chaos Theory, a couple weeks ago. Uh Chick Foley, their whole show. Um I feel like I'm missing somebody that I wanted to say, but I apologize. I'll get you next week. Marty, you got anybody? Um, no, I mean you you shout out everybody basically that, that we shout out, so Full press coverage. Go get the app. Your boys are on there. We're always on there on full press radio. So, Ian, there was your plug. Um, and that's pretty much it, Marty, man. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. We ran a little long. So now I got to hurry up and go get dressed in some tight-ass golf clothes that I probably can't fit anymore due to COVID. So uh, <laughs> that'll be fun. I can't wait to tell you all about my golf swing and me shooting 120 on the course today. But for for Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been episode 87 of Boot to the Face. Peace. Later. All right. Stop.